ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. It is Thursday, January 21st. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can be a part of the program by calling the White Claw phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. White Claw, hard seltzer, made pure. It's only taken me a week to get that line down, and now it just flows off the tongue. How are you all doing out there? We got, a, I think, a good show today. We got a nice mix. We're going to talk mostly about basketball because coming up tomorrow, it's going to be Marshall, the men on the road at FIU. That's going to be a 7 o'clock tip. We'll have that game for you. Our broadcast begins at 6 o'clock with college basketball today. So I'm looking forward to talking to you tomorrow. Also, the women are going to be in action. They will begin at 6 o'clock. And so we're going to hear from Tony Kemper in just a few minutes, get his thoughts on the upcoming game. But the ladies at the Cam Henderson Center, so if you're looking for something to do tomorrow, you haven't been to a women's game just yet, it should be fun. And it's 6 o'clock, so you could get off work, maybe go grab a bite to eat real quick, and then head on over to the Cam Henderson Center. If uh, and I believe there will be tickets still available. So you have an opportunity there to go support the ladies. And, again, that's coming up tomorrow at 6. Uh, when we go on the air, we'll talk a little bit about that game with you as well and check in on the score during our post game because we'll probably hear from Coach Kemper during our post game as well, get his thoughts. I'm going to say a herd victory, so I'm just going to stay positive and say the herd wins. The herd wins both games tomorrow. Let's just stay positive with the Thundering Herd tomorrow. Marshall wins across the board. If only that was the case, right? If I could only just say that and speak it into uh, reality. But, hey, I like Marshall's chances tomorrow. I think Marshall's done a really good job, especially on the women's side. I think Coach Kemper has done a really good job working through all of this. And, I mean, COVID, 2020, 2020-plus, which the first few days of the new year and, and just trying to get everything in the right place. He's finally getting his team back to a, a point where – he can build some flow. He can build some chemistry. We get to see what their real potential looks like. And I think we saw a little bit of it with that victory over Western Kentucky. And then you got to go on the road, and you get into a hole early. Let's be honest. Western Kentucky is a really good team, especially in their arena. They're a good team. And I thought Marshall did a nice job fighting back, got themselves in a hole, fought back, could have won it. Uh, didn't go the herd's way, but I really like where Tony's taking this team. And, of course, we heard yesterday from Dan D'Antoni as uh, Marshall's taking on FIU, and that's going to be a fun game because I don't know if you are a fan of our FanDuel app that we uh, – you know, they're a partner of us. And so I don't know if you're the type that would actually use a, a betting app. If you are, there's got to be a parlay or something. Marshall, FIU, I mean, there's got to be something where the over-under is going to be huge on the three-point attempts. Think about it. This is going to be a crazy game tomorrow, and we'll have it for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 and 93.7 The Dog. So uh, what did I do yesterday? Well, I watched a little what was going on in the NHL, watched a little bit of that. Yeah, that was mostly background for me. Uh U.K. had that on the background a little bit, just keeping an ear on the U.K. game. Um, you know what I was doing? I was working with a couple of people, 
and we're trying to just put together a running list of what coaching changes could happen at Marshall University. And so that's going to be like the next few days, just putting together eventually a spreadsheet of who's in, who's out. Nothing has been made official just yet. There haven't been any official announcements. Nothing has become through yet to tell us, all right, this is what the new staff looks like. But there's still some positions to to be filled. I'm sure you're going to have to kind of figure out who's going to be your quarterback coach, who's going to you know, be – you know, is Tim Cramsey going to be your offensive coordinator? Or is he going to be more specialized? You know, what's that going to look like in the offense? And that's probably where the questions are right now as far as the offense is concerned because the defensive side looks like it's uh, putting itself together quite nicely. And I like what we're seeing because we're seeing coaches that are coming back that do have some connection with Marshall. And I like the reasoning behind that because you've got programs that – bring in new staff. They don't have a connection whatsoever. You're excited for them, but at the same time, they don't have a connection. And with Marshall, it's always nice to have a few players come back, maybe now as coaches, and you get reported at least by Football Scoop and some other sources that uh, Shannon Morrison's coming back, Ralph Street's coming back. And so you've got some people who already know what it's like to be at Marshall, what Marshall is about. And you bring in Shannon Morrison – you bring in somebody with a pedigree who knows what championship football is all about in Huntington. So, again, these are names that are being thrown out. Nothing is official until it's official. That's always my stance. I don't care if 15 people tell me until it comes out in the press release and Mike Hamrick is telling me that we've made that hire or the football coach or the coach in question, depending on the team, has made that hire. It's all rumor and speculation. With that said, wink, 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 wink. Uh, we're getting a pretty good idea of what this staff is going to look like. So uh, I'm excited. Uh, tomorrow, tentatively, tentatively, no promises, but uh, we are going to hear from the new head coach of the Marshall Thundering Herd. So Coach Huff will be with us tomorrow, approximately 5.15 p.m. Again, tentatively, if it changes, roll with it with me, okay? So busy man, he's trying to put together a staff. He's trying to recruit. He's trying to do everything. So we're going to get him for a few minutes, hopefully. Uh, that's going to be firm. I believe that is firm. So I'm just going to tell you about it now. And uh, if it changes, it changes. But that's what we're looking at tomorrow. So we've got Marshall basketball tomorrow. I'm going to have Coach Huff with me tomorrow. I'm, I'm excited for that. I'm looking forward to it because I really – Listening to him speak, I, I enjoyed his passion. I was excited for him. Uh, he was very uh, quite open with his emotions on what the job meant to him and what he is trying to achieve at Marshall. And to be quite honest, I like the attitude. I like his positive attitude. And he has an attitude where I don't need negative. Don't bring it. So we're going to try to match that attitude tomorrow. So that's what I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Marshall basketball. On the men's side, the women's side, of course, happening over at the Cam Henderson Center. Uh, we're going to hear tomorrow from Dan D'Antoni. We'll preview tomorrow's action on our pregame show, which will begin at 6 o'clock. That's coming up tomorrow, but when we come back from break, I want to hear from Tony Kemper. So we're going to hear from Tony, talk a little bit about FIU on the women's side. Uh, also later on, I promised you yesterday, if you were with me, I promised you, and I'm going to keep that promise, I've got Andrew Taylor. Uh, we got a few minutes with him yesterday, so uh, I'll give it to you in its entirety. He talked to a couple of us in the media about the upcoming game, so we're going to have that for you. And also got to talk to today when I was uh, on Coach Kemper's Zoom conference, uh, CC Mays. 
So she joined us, and so we're going to hear from her. Uh, we don't hear enough from the ladies on this program, so we're going to fix that when we continue, but we're going to start off with Coach Kemper. We'll also get your phone calls later on, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. On the brand-new White Claw phone lines, White Claw Hard Seltzer Made Pure. More coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to the Thursday, January 24th, 21st edition. January 21st. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Still to come, we're going to hear from Andrew Taylor. Talk a little men's basketball with him, and then we'll hear from CeCe Mays. Caught up with her earlier this afternoon on the women's side of Marshall basketball, so looking forward to hearing from her as well. But had a chance to catch up with Tony Kemper, and usually we try to get Coach on, and I'm still going to do that. But this week, joined him on his Zoom, and FIU's the opponent coming in. This is the FIU week, the herd, the men at FIU, so the ladies will be here at the Henderson Center this week taking on FIU. And... I want to kind of get a feel from Coach, what can we expect this week when FIU comes in to the Henderson Center? Good, really good basketball team coming in. You know, I, I think uh, they've got a new coaching staff there that gets a lot of credit for qu- quickly turning them around. Um, they they play, they press, you know, which that's, that's what their men do as well, I think. Um, and uh, I, I think that was kind of a, a thing that they wanted was fast-paced basketball, and they got it. And so, you know, I think that's the first thing is the uniqueness of the opponent. Um, and I think if you look over, you know, the course of their, I guess, first three series, I think, the um, you know, they're kind of different than everybody else. So attempting to uh, you've kind of progressed through the games have actually been relatively similar. Western plays a little bit different, and then, the, you know, these guys, Florida International plays completely different from everybody we've seen. So uh, the uniqueness of getting ready and then uh, the quality of opponent, they, they have really some really good players offensively, um, you know, and they, they push tempo. So they do score a lot. They're one of the better um, efficiency offensive teams in the, in the league. Um, they, they're kind of, they're led by a guard. Uh, I think she's a transfer from uh, from Pitt, Kyla Nelson, who averages around 16 points a game, left-handed, shoots threes at a high clip, and she's uh, very, very active attacking the rim too. So they and you know they've got other guards that can play. They've got a post player that um, is as act. She's kind of undersized, but she's as active as anybody we're going to play against. So hard playing group, um, very good in their scheme, and their scheme is unique to our league. So they there's a lot of challenges there in terms of, uh, you know, get, getting our, our group ready to play. Yeah, they are really good at the press. And Marshall hasn't faced that this season. That's something that Coach talked about. You like to schedule a team with different tendencies, so you see it, try to bring someone into the Henderson Center before you get into conference because you'd like to at least have seen a style of play that you normally don't see at least once before you get into conference play with teams that maybe run different styles that you normally don't face. And so the question was asked to Coach Kemper, just how do you go out and you play a team like that that likes to go out and press? For us, it's just – it's almost the polar opposite of what we do. You know, we they're, they're fighting 94 feet. We're kind of – we're trying to fight hard 18 feet and in. And so it's – I think even in trying to train your players to do the things that they do – 
it's very out of care. You know, I'm asking them to do things that I don't ask them to do ever in practice in terms of pressure and, and trapping and things like that. So I think that's probably the biggest thing for us is just philosophically it's drilled, it's drilled on a daily basis the other way. And now to prepare for this, um, we got to try to swing it, you know, everything you try to teach them, you sort of say, you know, don't, don't play in gaps, you know, overplay, try to run through passes, things like that, that um, we just simply don't teach. So it's uh it is a good brand of basketball for them, but our players aren't taught that. So trying to do that in three days, we, we can't replicate it. That's the easiest way to say it. You know, we're doing our best, but we can't make it. They practice it every day. We practice another way, um, you know, and it, it is hard to turn up pressure if you don't do it. You know, it's hard to simulate that um, in practice if you're not used to doing it. Now, the one thing we talked about, I think we can all agree, is despite the outcome, Marshall splits against Western Kentucky, which I thought was good. Love to have had both games, but Marshall splits. Marshall wins in Huntington, goes on the road, loses. Had an opportunity at one point, could have won. Came back. That rally does not succeed. But I think overall, you look at how Marshall started the season, a lot of unknowns, trying to get things put together, personnel issues. COVID has been part of our lives here for nearly a year and we're all still trying to deal with it and adjust to it every day. And I think what Coach Kemper has been able to do is he's got his team getting them back together, starting to actually build that cohesiveness, the flow. that used uh, We use that word a lot now, flow. Just trying to get that chemistry together. And he talked about that with me. I asked him you know, about this team getting better every game. Just It seems like it's getting better for him, and he talked about that, the fact that you – know, Western Kentucky, was a, that was a good win. You split, but you still beat them. And I thought that was a good win for Coach. And he talked a little bit more about that with me. Well, you know, it was good to beat Western. It had been a long time, and we haven't had a lot of success against that program. And, um, you know, I thought we played – I thought we played a pretty complete basketball game in here. And then, um, you know, over there, you've you got to credit them. And I, I, I said this after the game. I, I do think our players were – you know, you look at the – I think the final score here was a very big function of us playing well from the start and not letting up at all. And um, I think that we understood that that probably was an uncharacteristic Western performance. And I think they quickly showed that when we got over there. I mean, they they made five of their first six threes in there. And some of them, we left them more open than we wanted. And some of them, that was that was what we picked to give up, if that makes sense. And um, but they were ready to play. We took a we took a heck of a punch, and I I called a timeout or the first media timeout. There's 4:53 up there on the clock, and I did the quick math, and I told our team we're on pace to give up 160. You know, so we better try to figure out a way to get some stops. And uh, you know, we we did do that. We weathered a heck of a storm early, and then but that was kind of a tough hill to climb. It, it stayed like seven ten seven ten, like it never really moved one way too much or the other. And then we put on a heck of a run on them in the fourth quarter, 13-1 in the fourth quarter to take a lead. And, you know, honestly, promptly, promptly gave it all back. Um, you know, but it, it, even how we gave it back, it was kind of, we had a bad possession and we fouled or we fouled right away after we took the lead, gave them two free throws, which were fouling too much. Um, and then I think we turned it over. They made a shot. Um, we missed a shot. They made a shot. Like they made three. We missed three in a row. They made three in a row. That's how it got back to 10. So, uh, but I was proud of, 
I thought we were really level-headed over there. And usually that's been a problem for us. And they looked every bit as good as some of those teams we'd seen in the past over there in the first four minutes. I mean, they gave us everything they had. And we we hung in there and had a chance to win at the end and ultimately didn't get it done. So I think it was, uh, as I've said repeatedly, we are, we're, we're kind of in the early stages to me of the season, except we're not. We're, have, we're trying to figure out a way to win conference games. And um, it, I think it's been a challenge for individual players to develop rhythm. I think you see that when, when uh, just in the up and down nature of sometimes their shots are going in and sometimes they're not. And, um, they're, I heard CC talk, I, I think, and I talked to him a lot about persistence. And I think they've been m- mentally, I think our, our group is in a good place. Um, we, we need to close games better. We've been there and, uh, you know, coulda, woulda, shoulda. Um, we'd feel different about where we're at, but, um, you know, we got to keep getting better. And I, I think last week we improved. I think, it, you know, we went one and one, um, but I think we're a better basketball team now than we were when we started last week. Um, but it is, you know, we're going to have to grow again to handle the things that we're going to handle this weekend. Um, you know, we, we haven't faced a lot of press and we're going to face it for 80 minutes this weekend. So um, usually we play, we try to play a, a scrimmage game against an opponent that does this kind of stuff. And so that we've kind of been in there once before and we haven't had that opportunity. So we'll have to do it um, on the fly. And um, I think we've had a good week of preparation and, you know, we'll, we'll see. Tony Kemper, head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team at the Cam Henderson Center, FIU Friday and Saturday. The men on the road will have that game starting 6 o'clock tomorrow right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Andrew Taylor, he's on the road right now. Thundering Herd getting set for their contest against FIU. We'll hear from him when we continue later on from the Marshall women's side. CeCe Mays will join us. We've got her comments from Zoom earlier this afternoon. So all that's coming up for you. Your phone calls as well, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. To join us on the White Claw phone lines, White Claw hard seltzer made pure. More on the way. The Drive, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, continues on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel. On The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Thursday, January 21st edition. Your Drive continues on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Tomorrow we've got Marshall basketball, but today we have got Andrew Taylor. Had a chance to catch up with him yesterday. The Sheriff, of course, uh, has been a big part of Marshall's success so far in this season. We're about halfway there. Halfway there, we've got FIU and then FAU next week. Then you have the Old Dominion Series, the Middle Tennessee Series, Rice and North Texas, and then the Makeup Series. I'm going to assume that in that time between the end of the regularly scheduled games and the conference tournament, they're going to try to work some of those games in that you missed, depending on how many games other schools have missed, how you work that in. But I suspect after February 27th, we'll have a better idea of what, if any, makeup games are going to be scheduled. But as it stands right now, we're pretty much halfway there. It's it's not so far away. March Madness in, in its new form. But I'm excited still. Uh, we've got Andrew Taylor just to kind of get his thoughts on the upcoming game and his um, his process so far as we uh, talk about 
what it's like going into last week. It really, you had to flip a switch. You just couldn't ease into it. You couldn't work your way into it. This week, at least, the team has had an opportunity to work together, practice, figure things out, become a cohesive unit again where you were just expected to go out there and just flip a switch and here you go, play basketball. Not the case this week for Andrew Taylor, and he talks about that with us earlier yesterday. And here's what it sounded like. Yeah, how, how's it this week compared to last week? You know, starting and stopping, you know, just trying to get a flow together. This week you're back into more of a normal routine. Just Where are you guys at this week on that? Uh, well, like you said, I mean, just flow really. Um, I mean, last week we hadn't played in two weeks and I didn't even really think about it until after the games. You know, it's funny, me and JD were sitting there talking about it. We were like, yo, we really hadn't played in two weeks. Like, I didn't even notice it, but you definitely feel it. The first game at Western, you know, those first couple of minutes, you get a little tired, but you know, you, once you get in the flow of the game and stuff, it don't, it don't really affect you, especially if you're focused. Well, this looks, Andrew, this looks like a, a, a game that fits right into your mindset because with all the threes that FIU likes to take, there's going to be long rebounds. And oh, that's yeah. right up and that's right up your alley. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm going I'm to look for every board I can get. No doubt. I've been thinking about that. Well, with that, Andrew, you know, especially for the guards. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that is one aspect, getting out in transition and not letting FIU get set back in defensive uh, in the defensive end of the floor. Is that something that you all are, are looking to do to counter what they're going to do? Obviously, they're coming with tempo, but your transition game could sort of stymie them, too. Yeah, I agree. I think that's something we could work on. This will be a great chance for that, too. Just, you know, it's, if they shoot a lot of threes, you know, being able to come up with it look ahead to the next guy or take off with it instead of, you know, trying to stall and slow it up. I think, you know, we got guys like Tavion and, you know, Darius and Mike across the board who can finish over top of people. So just look ahead, hit them, let them go do their thing. How important are those energy plays on the road? You all, you know, they miss a three, you all come back down, get a lob for a dunk on the other end and transition. How much does that help you when you're on on the road, especially? Oh, that's huge. I mean, I feel like that's a big advantage we have over a lot of the teams in the conferences. We can make big plays like that. And it's kind of like, you know, it changes the whole flow you know some people can say a dunk's just a dunk but i think for us you know dunk really gets us going like it gets everybody up off their feet and you know gives a little pep in their step andy for you it seems like you're you're really having a, a breakout year what, what seems to be motivating you at this point uh i would say just work i feel like i've grown in a lot of other areas this year i feel like last year i was just kind of you know thrown in the fire just trying to find my role and figure it out. But I feel like I just worked, worked my butt off in the off season, and, you know, worked on my role as a defensive player, I guess you could say, just being in the right spot at the right time. You know, like last year I was, I got chewed out a lot for ball watching coach Dan would say, which I did definitely do that a lot last year. That's <laughs> because I was a little out of shape, but <laughs> I guess just constantly moving and being in the right spots on defense. That's definitely something that's motivated me and made me open my eyes and see like, there's a lot more than just offense, especially as a college player. That's super important. You know, something, I asked Jared, uh, how do you find that perfect balance this week? You know, you got two games in 19 hours. It's kind of a weird, uh, you know, the back to backs are normally like seven and four or seven and seven or something like that. This one's a seven and two. And you all are, are just coming off a two week period and trying to get your legs back there, too. How do you find that balance this week in practice of going hard and getting yourself prepared, but at the same time, not overdoing it? And, and- <laughs> 
before the trip. Yeah, there's definitely, I mean, you got you got to go hard before this week. I mean, you got to find, you know, definitely not every day. I mean, you can't come in here and run suicides every day. You're just going to be dead for the games. But, you know, at least one or two days, find a day where you really, like, get your heart rate up and get going, like, game-like. And, I mean, that's something I try to do at least one or two days before every away trip, just, you know, push myself, like, get in here late at night, you know, just run a little bit and just get your legs going. And like you said, it's kind of tough to stay find that balance. But, I mean, we got guys here who can take care of us. We got Chris in the training room, you know, and get us right. So just get in there if you need to. We haven't been at practice much this year at, at all, obviously. I know that there were some times where Dan would just get out of the way and, and let you all go at it and, and, you know, go fives and, and see what happens. Do, do you do that more this week, not only for the for the you know physical preparation in terms of endurance, but also that's what the game's going to be like this week. There's going to be a lot more transition than just you know sets, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yesterday we we worked on their press a little bit. You know, got up and down, let them press us full court, and we would try to work through it. Um, yeah, he, he usually tries to let us scrimmage because there's really, I mean, there's nothing you can do to simulate a game like other than playing basketball. I mean, you can run sprints all you want, but it's not going to get you as tired as playing in the game. So yeah, but he definitely has us ready for that part. He lets us, you know, get into the game, get into the flow of the game before we before we get on the trips. Andrew Taylor had a chance to catch up with him yesterday. Looking forward to seeing what the herd can do. I think we're going to see a team that is more representative of what Marshall basketball is this season against FIU. I think last week was a roadblock, a road bump, a pothole. Definitely felt like a pothole. I mean, you've seen teams have to deal with schedule. If a team that they're playing or if they're the reason why cancels out due to COVID, that really throws everything off. And, of course, these young men can bounce back, and they had to sit out, quarantine, make sure that everyone was safe. So when they're able to get back together, they got to try to get back in rhythm. And if you're playing and then you you don't have to play for a couple weeks, I mean, it's not the same. Long periods of inactivity. And I don't want to call it rest. It's not – they're not fatigued. It's not, yeah. well, they they rested too much. No, it's just they didn't have an activity. They weren't into – rhythm the game shape i'm not making excuses just look you don't play for a couple weeks you know you're gonna be rusty you're gonna be rusty and i still thought they played well i thought they had an opportunity especially in that second game i thought they played a lot better and they were in a better position unfortunately it just did not happen if marshall splits this series things are okay as it stands now opportunity to go down to florida take on fiu win that series and then come back and get ready for fau Marshall's women are in action tomorrow as well. And when we come back from break, I want to hear just for a few minutes uh, we have got from the Marshall women's basketball team, CeCe Mays. We'll hear from her. We'll get your phone calls in when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Coming up tomorrow, the Marshall women are in action at the Cam Anderson Center taking on FIU as the men are on the road taking on that very same school. Had a chance earlier today to catch up with CeCe Mays from the Marshall women's basketball team. And uh, young, energetic, very bright, fun to talk to. She's going to have, I think, a great career when it's all said and done at Marshall. And uh, we caught up with her earlier this afternoon. And um, you know what? 
Usually I try to get the first question in. No, no. Today, I yielded. I yielded. I'll let Jake over at Channel 13 get the first question. Well, you know, it was good to beat Western. All right, so CeCe, for you, you come into this program uh, coming from Florida, obviously uh, ways away from, from Huntington here in West Virginia. But so far, you know, you've had the chance to play and you've kind of shined in those moments. Uh, you know, you had a chance to step into some roles that maybe you wouldn't have been in early on if we didn't have COVID. But what are you seeing out of yourself that you're kind of liking so far? Um. We use the term perseverance a lot in our program. You know, we are given many obstacles due to COVID. You know, many people are out. So no matter what, we just, you know, stay the course, work hard and persevere through it all. And that's the thing. I think that's what I've been doing. I think that's why I've been having the outcomes that I have. Is this the type of success you envisioned this early on in, in your martial career? Um, yeah, I, you know, I use the term I bet on myself and I double down every time, you know. Uh, I just, you know, I have a lot of confidence in myself and I just feel like, you know, the sky's the limit. How do you feel over the last uh, couple of weeks this team has really come together? You forget that Kentucky game and you get into conference play. It's just, it feels like every game this team has gotten better and better. Maybe not the outcome you want, but still, it just it feels like uh, you're finally getting your flow. Is that fair? No, yeah, I really think we are. Um, we haven't had our full team for a little minute and we're finally just now getting everybody back in the swing of, in the swing of things. So I just feel like, um, every game we progress, every game we get better, you know, regardless of the outcome, we are getting better as a team every time. Cece, you mentioned getting everybody back. Is it is it kind of difficult, though, simply because, like, you're used to an eight-man rotation and then you bump that up to a few and, and there's less minutes and, and trying to find that flow in game, does that get more difficult? Um, I don't really think it gets more difficult. I just think, you know, we just have to adapt, I feel like, you know, regardless of how many minutes a person plays, how many minutes a person doesn't play, I just feel like, you know, we're adapting and we're going to um, eventually start having some wins. I think when we spoke with Coach a couple of weeks ago about your early progress, he kind of mentioned that at times you're still learning the transition between the high school game and the college game. What do you feel has been the biggest difference and the most difficult adjustment so far? Um, well, the biggest difference I feel is the pace of the game. The pace of the game is a lot faster than in high school. And, you know, in college, everyone's just as good. So, you know, it's not like there's a big drop off in talent wise in college. I think that those are two main differences from high school and college. Uh, so obviously three and five, not where you want to be early on, but uh, what are you learning about riding the ups and downs of a college basketball season? You, you win one, you split one, you get swept. What are you, what are you kind of learning about the, the, the whole mindset of how it all works? We're just learning that. How, well, one, how to finish games. Um, you know, I feel like we have, you know, a great team and we always, you know, just come out with the lead. And then somehow in the end, we always just let it slip through our fingers. So I think we're just learning as a team how to just stay consistent and stay the course. Uh, your first possession as a collegiate player, you get a rip and, and go in. What, what was that feeling like? <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. My first college game, I was nervous. I will not even uh, lie to you guys about that. I was really nervous. But, you know, once the tip-off happened and we were in the flow of a game, I got the steal and I was like, okay, you know, I'm comfortable now. I can, you know, I can do what I do. So that was how, how has that set the tone for you, though? I mean, like that first possession saying, all right, you know, this is the same game I've played for years. Do you feel like that, that possession gave you more confidence moving forward throughout the season? Yeah, I feel like it did. I feel like, you know, just – it describes who I am as a player. Um, I'm very aggressive on defense. I feel like that's one of my strong suits. So I feel like that's just how it's going to be for the rest of my collegiate career. CC Mays, got a chance to catch up with her. Um, really looking forward to seeing her back on the court. Of course, the ladies in action tomorrow. You can go and check that out for yourself over at the Cam Henderson Center. 
6 o'clock going to be tip time. 7 o'clock tip time for the men taking on the FIU Panthers themselves on the road. That means we go on the air at 6 o'clock. So if you're heading over to the game tomorrow at the Henderson Center, take your radio with you. Or you can stream us on our app. Just go to the App Store, find the WRVC app, and uh, you can download that and listen to us as we preview Marshall's men. And, of course, after that, stick around. We'll have the game for you so you can listen to the game tomorrow through our app right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Or, of course, grab that app and stream the radio station. So uh, while we were... um, while we were doing this show, if you don't follow social media, sometimes you miss out on things. And right now, uh, some good news from Marshall. Soccer. We haven't seen that in a while. Jamil Roberts selected 77th in the MLS Super Draft, going to Sporting Kansas City. Again, I am not I'm not your guy. When it comes to MLS, when it comes to all I know is the Seattle Sounders, and that's it. I might know a couple other teams, but that's it. I know the Seattle Sounders because I thought they had cool kits. But that's it. That's 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 pretty much the almost okay. There's a team in Columbus, right? The Crew, right? And there's there's a team in Cincinnati, FC Cincinnati. Okay, yeah, okay, that's three. I can name three off the top of my head. Let's not push it here. Three's good when it comes to MLS. I'm not your soccer guy. I have made personal strides and becoming more affluent, more of a soccer person. I'm trying. I'm working hard. I'm doing I'm doing everything I can. It helps you have a coach named Swan over at Marshall. That helps. That endears me to the women's soccer team with Coach Swan. But congratulations anyway. That's a big deal, though. 77th pick. Jamil gets in. And if you're a Herd fan, you should be pretty excited of what's happening in the soccer program. Honestly, if things like this keep happening, I mean, that's just another thing you can put on the wall. Like, here are the teams that have drafted players from here. You know how you go over the Shoei building and you got the helmets? You got all the NFL helmets and you have all the players that have been drafted on those teams or where they're playing. I mean, kids see that stuff. And if you're trying to build a soccer program, you start seeing stuff like that. Well, hey, they've got something going on at Marshall because all of a sudden – they're starting to show up more. Their players are showing up in MLS. So if their players are showing up in MLS, you know, maybe I want to play in the MLS. Maybe I have an opportunity if I'm good enough to go to Marshall. I mean, that's It's a long shot, trust me. Every kid who takes to the court or to the pitch or to the field wants to play in the next level. They all have dreams. They all have aspirations. But at the same time, it's not going to happen. But if you're at a program where – a player that's very talented can make the next leap, can make the next level. I mean, that's going to attract other quality candidates, right? I mean, it's a it's a game. It's a recruiting game, and it happens in every sport. So that's good. That's good on Marshall soccer. I mean, that's really good. We haven't had that kind of uh, we haven't kind of had that kind of thing happen for a while. I mean, that's you're taking an sport. I mean, you want to see eventually. I want to see someone from Marshall on the women's side, make it to the WNBA and the draft. I want to see that happen eventually. It's very hard, but still, I want to see someone on that herd roster make it to the WNBA on the draft. Eventually, you hope we were hoping John Elmore would be that guy to get into the NBA, could maybe get in, be a later pick, but still, you were hoping. You know, maybe Tavion Kinsey's that kid. Maybe Tavion has a good enough season, has a good enough career that NBA teams are looking at him like, you know, we could take a fly on this kid. We could take a pass on him and see, you know, if if he's good enough. And, of course, 
really now the NBA, there's more opportunity with the G League, but at the same time, I want to hear that name. It's, it's going to be hard work, but I want to hear that name drafted from Marshall more places. You want to hear it in the NFL. It doesn't have to be the first round. It would be nice, but it doesn't have to be the first round. But you want to hear that because that's a metric that not necessarily is an accurate metric, but that's a metric that fans love. Yeah, we've got guys getting to the NBA all the time. I'm sure your Kentucky friends have told you that. Yeah, we've got guys going to the NFL all the time. I'm sure your Ohio State friends have told you that, right? Yeah, Alabama friends, your Alabama friends. Hey, we have a new Alabama friend, um, Charles Huff. He's going to be on the program tomorrow. Uh, that's tentatively set for 5.15 p.m., so be on the lookout for that. Follow me on Twitter, at Paul Swan. Uh, I'll keep that updated uh, as well. So, you know, that's going to happen tomorrow tentatively at 5.15 p.m. Looking forward to catching up with him uh, for the first time and uh, finding out more about him. And uh, let's find out what kind of energy he brings to this program. I mean, will he? Will the will the energy level of this program be forever altered? Will it go up? I mean, am I going to be? Uh, am, am I going to be? You know, is he going to be basically? I mean, we're going to follow the process here, right? On this show, are we going to be part of the process now? That's the big question. When he comes in, is he going to immediately make us part of the process? We're going to have to go through the process. After all, his standards. You heard him in that speech uh, already. Herd fans have bought in. I mean, that was an impressive opening statement by a new head coach. I have not heard one in a long time at Marshall University from a coach like that. I don't think you can pull one up, and there are plenty of them on YouTube. You can pull them all up. That one probably takes the cake, and that's going to do it for this edition of the show. Thanks for tuning in. Back tomorrow, we've got Marshall basketball as well, the Thundering Herd taking on FIU. The ladies are in action at the Cam Anderson Center, so if you have an opportunity, find out where you can sit and go support the ladies. Back tomorrow for the Friday edition, and then we got basketball. It'll be right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.